Entrepreneurs Over 40, Episode 12, featuring Bill and Esther Van Gorder talking about their Nordic walking business. I think one of the things that attracted us to us was it's something we could do together so that uh, whether we were out teaching classes or in the house working, it was something that we could, could do and enjoy it and something we were both personally interested in. I guess, isn't that the secret to any kind of job, especially a job that you choose to do when you get a little bit older? That is, it's really got to be something you believe in and that you do yourself. You're listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40, the show for somewhat mature entrepreneurs and side hustlers. And now your host, Greg Mills. Our guests today are a couple from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. He was the president and CEO of the Lung Association of Nova Scotia for 15 years before he retired, if ever so briefly. Prior to that, he was the Atlantic Area Director of the Management Resource Center for the YMCA. Since 2008, he has been involved with CARP, Canada's largest advocacy association for older Canadians serving as vice chair on the board of directors, as well as the current COO. She had a long and successful career as both an insurance underwriter and in-house financial counsel. She's currently the artistic director on the executive board of the Theater Arts Guild, Canada's oldest continuing operating theater company, as well as the treasurer of the Serving Seniors Alliance Cooperative. Together, they have run a psychic entertainment company called Mind Miracles for over 50 years, and most recently have started Nordic Walking Nova Scotia. It was for this that they won the prestigious 2019 Wise 50 Over 50 Award. Without further ado, Bill and Esther Van Gorder. Hi, Hi, good to be here. I'm glad you could be here. Bill and Esther, can you take a few moments and fill in the gaps from that intro and bring us up to speed with what's going on in your world? What was supposed to have been kind of an in-retirement part-time gig for uh, for Bill has become a full-time gig for both of us now. Nordic walking has become extremely popular, and even though we thought the pandemic would pretty much knock the business out of the water, it's uh, actually done the opposite because the one thing that people can really can keep on doing no matter what is getting outside and walking. That's great. Now, Esther, I believe you coined the phrase retirement fail. <laughs> that's what she calls me yeah. <laughs> you want to elaborate just a little bit on that well bill's tried to retire four times now the first time when he retired from the lung association it lasted about three months and then uh, he got into um, doing some consulting and some public speaking and then he decided to retire again and then he got into the human resources business and then nordic walking came along and now he's gone back to work full-time with CARP. So uh, it's kind of like uh, adopting, uh, taking home a little kitten and to look after it until it finds its forever home, but keeping it yourself, so. Of course, uh, Esther's done no better than me. Her idea was to retire from the pesky day job and spend a little bit of her time helping me run Nordic Walking. And uh, when I went back to work full-time as the chief operating officer for CARP, which is the same as the AARP that a lot of your uh, listeners will, will know, just the, the Canadian version. So I'm now the senior staff officer there, and Esther is operating Nordic Walking Nova Scotia full-time. So she's, she's a retirement fail, too. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so what, what prompted you both to come out of retirement 
and start this and start Nordic walking? Well, I got involved in Nordic walking. I had been a, a runner all my fitness life and my knees started to bother me. And I'd heard about Nordic walking poles and how they could help uh, give you a, a full body, low impact workout that wouldn't affect your knees. So I tried it out and uh, started to uh, enjoy it. And then by very good fortune, Esther and I met the late Dr. Klaus Schwanbeck, who was the German former Olympic coach who actually brought Nordic walking to North America, initially to Toronto, Canada, and to uh, uh, Miami, Florida, where uh, he got group starting. We met him. He taught us how to walk properly. We had not learned well the uh, technique being self-taught. And... Uh, and then uh, I gave Esther a pair of poles for Christmas, and the rest is history. Bill was a runner. I was never a runner. I was not into fitness classes or joining gyms, but I'd always been a walker. Walked dogs when I was a kid, and that was my form of keeping in shape. So when he gave me the poles, it was just it was just perfect for me. So uh, Klaus then asked us if uh, said he really wanted to get more instructors trained in. Uh, in Atlantic Canada, he trained us as instructors, and then uh, we became instructor trainers under his guidance. And now we do all the instructor training for the four provinces uh, in Atlantic Canada, certify those uh, instructors. And then about 12 years ago, he asked us if we would become the distributors of the polls for Atlantic Canada because he was located in Ontario. It was a long way away. So we became the Atlantic Canada distributors of Nordic uh, Nordic's brand, uh, Nordic walking poles. And now we do that. In addition to that, Esther has grown as a very active online sales business. We sell our poles literally worldwide. We've had orders from as far away as Belgium, Israel, Hawaii. New Zealand. Yes, you, you just sent a pair I of poles. I just sent a pair of poles to New Zealand. That's a good story. Okay. Yeah, the lady got in touch and back and forth by email and we t we told her where she could get them in New Zealand rather than pay the, the shipping costs, which were almost as much as the poles themselves from Canada to New Zealand. And she decided that that note she liked ours mainly because they were blue <laughs> and you could replace the rubber feet and I guess the one she could find in New Zealand she said you had you couldn't replace the rubber feet you had to buy a new pair of poles and that sold her so off they went we have found just a tremendous growing interest and in understanding. We've, we've produced a number of online videos on our website so people can, can look and see how to use them properly. Also allows us to explain that these are not hiking or trekking uh, poles, Nordic walking poles. Nordic is not a, a brand. It's a style of pole. And our brand that we like happens to be the Nordics brand. But Nordic walking poles are style. They have a special hand strap on them that allows you, or cradle strap, thumb, thumb hole strap, that allows you to use the poles and let go of them at the end of your swing, which means you're using the whole upper body. They also have larger feet than the typical hiking or trekking poles that just have a little round kind of nickel size rubber tip at the bottom. And of course, if you're pushing yourself along with those, you're just uh, hitting the ground with the very smallest edge of that tip.
whereas Nordic feet are made like a little rubber foot itself, as only with the, with the toes facing backwards, and they re- gain contact with the ground about one inch by two inches the entire time you're uh, walking. And, uh, you know, everybody knows walking is good for you. In North America, surveys show that over 70% of people say walking is their favorite activity. And Nordic walking is just a better way to walk because not only are you using those muscles from the waist down, like you do generally when you walk, but because you're pushing the poles with every step, you're also using the 45% of muscles that are above your waist. So full body uh, workout, low impact, you get your strength training and your aerobic training at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Now, can you describe that the Nordic walking itself for our for our listeners? Well, Nordic walking was originally invented in Finland by the National Cross Country Ski Team as summer training for their elite athletes. And they discovered that it was such such a good workout that they should share it with with the rest of the population. So it's really, to simplify it, it's cross-country skiing without skis and without snow. It's just like regular walking, swinging your arms, the poles, your arm is opposite to your foot. So it's that cross gait. And when your arm comes up with the pole, it plants right beside you on the ground and you push yourself forward with each step. And that engages all of your, your upper body muscles right down to the core. So if you think about what a cross-country skier looks like or a snowshoer, but instead it's somebody walking down the street or down a trail. Of course, the beauty of it is, is walking up hills, for instance, is much easier. One of the interesting things about Nordic walking is what the researchers call the perception of exertion, the how hard you think you're working uh, because you're spreading the work out over so many muscles, it you, it doesn't feel like you're working as, as hard. So people find it easier to walk and especially easier to get up uh, hills. When we uh, uh, when we go downtown, for instance, to the theater and park at the parking garage, which is a few blocks below the theater, we always say on our way up that steep hill, oh, gee, I wish we had our poles with us today. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if they let us take them into the theater when we, we went, we'd probably we'd take probably them with take us. probably take them with us, yeah. <laughs> You hit on a, a little bit about the perception of exertion. What are some of the other benefits of Nordic walking? Well, because it involves your upper body muscles, it really improves your posture. I have better posture now than I've ever had. And it gives you that upper body strength and core strength. So it's great for falls prevention, especially in seniors. If you stand with really good posture, it's hard for somebody to knock you over. And it's also if you do happen to to start to take a tumble, you've got that strength to catch yourself and keep yourself upright. It's great for weight loss, weight control. Burns 30% more calories than regular walking. It's been proven to improve and help mental health. It's kind of like that runner's high that that people talk about and getting those endorphins. I, I find it if I'm having a a crabby kind of day that if I grab my poles and go for a nice long walk that I feel 10 times better when I get back. Uh, when I still had the pesky day job, I used to go out and walk 45 minutes on my lunch break. And if for some reason my boss came down the hall and saw that it was my lunch break and I hadn't gone for my walk, he'd always stop at the door and say, aren't you going? Because he knew I'd be crabby and tired and cranky by three in the afternoon. So it's it's a real help with that. It's been shown to help Parkinson's 
patients, give them the stability. And there's something, I don't understand the science, but there's something about having that pair of poles in their hands and concentrating on a technique that, that really helps control the signs and the tremors of Parkinson's. High blood pressure, brings high blood pressure down, great for cardiac uh, rehab. Osteoporosis, at building strength in the uh, bones. We work cooperatively with uh, the Arthritis Society as well as Alzheimer's uh, Society because all of those uh, organizations want their their patients, their members to, to walk more. And by the way, I think point out all these things that Esther has been talking about, this is based on science. It isn't fitness fad of the day. There is reams of research, most of it European because that's where Nordic walking has been longer than in than in Canada, but there's there's lots of research. In fact, if you go to our Nordic Walking Nova Scotia website, you'll find a list of over seventy research papers on all the areas that she's mentioned and the sources where you can go and and look at them. So when we quote any of the statistics like burning 30% more calories, that's based on uh, research. That particular research was done in the States by the Cooper Institute and then repeated by the Mayo uh, Clinic. So it's that kind of quality research. Yeah, I hate to say it. Unfortunately, most of America has become the control group for the research. (laughs) (laughs) So which one of y'all came up with the idea to focus on this? And did you both buy in or did one of you have any misgivings about it? I think Bill probably was the the instigator. Although Esther's the one with the retail background. She grew up in a three-generation retail clothing store family. So I don't think I can take a lot of the credit. I think we got into it equally. At the time, I was still working full time. So it was more Bill's company like to do the day to day than it was mine. And I kind of did the the bookkeeping and all that kind of admin in the background and taught on the weekends. And now that's completely, completely uh, reversed because I, I part time still do the the marketing and the uh, online digital work. And Esther does all the all the day to day work. So I think one of the things that attracted us to it was it's something we could do together so that uh, whether we were out teaching classes or in the house working, it was something that we could could do and enjoy it and something we were both personally interested in. I guess, isn't that the secret to any kind of job, especially a job that you choose to do when you get a little bit older? That is, it's really got to be something you believe in and that you do yourself. Both of us, we walk almost every day, five or six days a week, first thing in the morning. Um, Esther, of course, being the the young one of the team. I go out for about 45 minutes to an hour. She goes out an hour to an hour and a half every day. So we practice what we preach. Yeah, y'all are both in in great shape. I'm 30 years younger than you, sir, and you are in better shape than I am right now. Well, I can tell you, you know, because... I'm editing that part out of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I was a runner and ran marathons 40 years ago. I'm actually in better total shape now than I was then. I had great cardio and great leg strength in those days, but I was a one-speed runner. My my marathons were around 340, which for anybody who knows those, that's a really middle of the, the pack kind of running. And now because of the upper body work that I'm getting and the more regular steps that I'm putting in uh, every week, overall, I'm in better shape now than I was when I was your age. 
Okay. <laughs> so there's still uh, time for you. Yes, there is. We're gonna we're gonna make it a better better time. Good. Personally, <laughs> it gets better as you go on. Believe me. Yeah. It does. So. Yeah. I never had upper body strength. I mean, I walked a lot, but couldn't couldn't lift things, couldn't carry things, and now we we argue over who brings the the big boxes of poles in from the car when they come from the post office. <laughs> I'm just showing off for the neighbors. That's really. right. <laughs> <laughs> what all does Nordic Walking Nova Scotia encompass as far as your business model? We sell the poles directly. We also sell them through sub-distributors and instructors. We also have retail out- outlets that we supply the poles to around Atlantic Canada. As, as you know, we're talking the four provinces and we've got people working in the, the Nord- their own little Nordic businesses right across, uh, right across all four Atlantic uh, provinces. Esther does the online sales too. And we teach uh, classes and we teach other people to teach uh, classes because there is a technique. It's a simple technique, but there is a technique so that you're really engaging all those upper body muscles in the safest way and the most effective way possible. Yep. Yep. Before the pandemic, we were traveling a fair amount around Nova Scotia and the other maritime provinces and teaching classes of up to 30 people at a time how to do the proper technique. It takes about an hour and a half. And by the time we leave, most people have picked it up. It's not a hard technique. Pretty much if you can walk, you can Nordic walk. But hopefully we'll get back to that again in the late summer or the fall, depending on how things go where we are. So you touched on the pandemic a little bit, how you expected it to impact your business. But how has it actually? We've had the best 12 months that we've had in 12 years like I said before, we because we know that our going out and teaching and talking to people face to face was was really what drove a lot of sales. We figured once we weren't allowed to do that, that we were dead in the water for until it was over. But what happened is that people still wanted to get out and exercise, and the gyms were closed, and the group group activities were weren't happening, so they could get out and walk. Nordic walking just gave them that extra workout. It's become very popular with seniors. Even when things started to open up between the lockdowns, a lot of the older demographic were afraid to go back to the gym because uh, that's where a lot of transmission was happening. They weren't confident about it. So they, they wanted to be able to go out with maybe one friend, one relative or on their own. And so that's driven the online sales Christmas last year was pretty much insane. Yeah, I think the the other thing that was uh, maybe more good luck than good management, but I think we saw the potential coming was that we were ready for the digital world. We were ready. We have an excellent website and the person who manages the website for us does an an amazing uh, job. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were familiar and knew how to produce our own videos and do our own instruction. I'd spent my my uh, career in not-for-profits. I'm a certified uh, fundraising uh, director. And although I don't do fundraising anymore, thank goodness, because that's tougher all the time, uh, I, I do know about, uh, about that kind of sales. And I was surprised, and I think it's one of the reasons that I've enjoyed the business part so much, I, I uh, never realized how close 
marketing in terms of fundraising was the marketing in terms of, of actual sales. The difference is when we're successful, when it's your own business, you actually get to reap the rewards. Whereas you're doing fundraising, somebody else is getting the eventual rewards of your work. Of course, wonderful thing to be doing, but that immediate response. And one of the things I find about a lot of people getting into this kind of businesses is if they've been in a field like not-for-profit or perhaps government, something like that, where they didn't personally get the, the the feedback or the response if they did or good or bad they just tried to do their job to keep their boss happy when you're running your own business mm-hmm. if you do something right you get the reward if you don't you know it right away and there's no excuses and no hiding from it and we like that kind of immediate uh reaction and response I don't, i'm not sure everybody does but i think that's what's driven mm-hmm. us in a lot of ways it's good to have that feedback immediately yeah. So, and, you know, Esther, at this point, it, well, it's Bill's fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in retail and I would never want to have a brick and mortar store because I saw the the hours and the stress that it gave to my parents over the years. But doing it this way, and it's something that you can see the difference in people. Mm-hmm. when they've been Nordic walking. you know, tell, tell them about the lady you talked to last week. She came to one of our classes years ago and bought poles. She was, I think she could call her morbidly obese. She was extremely overweight. That caused all kinds of other health problems as it does. I think she'd had finally had both knees replaced and maybe a hip. She called and said before she started with poles, she couldn't walk down her driveway to get the mail from the mailbox without being completely winded and overwhelmed. And now that she was using the poles, she was uh, going out for walks for 45 minutes to an hour almost every day. She lost a lot of weight, I think over 100 pounds, and she felt fabulous. And her closing comment was, thank you for giving me my life back. Yeah. 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 So when um, when you get a customer say something like that to you that that's makes it worthwhile yeah it's it's a lot different than uh than um two little girls in matching dresses walking down the church aisle on sunday morning that blended together well (laughs) 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 one of the nice things uh about our brand of poles they actually come with a two-year guarantee and and all the other name brand poles only have a one-year guarantee. I don't know why, but they do. It's very seldom we get any uh, comments or, no. or get them back. And they're so, they are really simple. They do expand. You have to set them to the right height for your size, but there's really nothing to go wrong with them. If a person has a problem, usually I can fix it. If I can't fix it, we just replace yeah. the pole. And that that happens maybe 1% of the time. Now, when y'all are operating, you know, full-scale pre-pandemic and hopefully post-pandemic, is this a seasonal business or do you go year-round through the wintertime? <laughs> the business goes year-round. We kind of concentrate our, our, cl- our group classes in the, uh, in the spring and the fall okay. because starting in about April, mid-April or so, the weather starts to clear up so people can get outside and they're looking to get things going for the spring. Over the summer, it's harder to get people out. It's hot and they're vacationing with their family and kids are out of school. Then in the fall, once you hit September, 
it's full speed ahead till the end of the year because and Christmas is amazing. It's it's hard to know what to get a a parent or a, or a grandparent because they've got everything they need. But um, giving them a pair of poles is giving some cases giving them their freedom back and uh, giving them some health benefits. And a lot of moms and grandmoms don't want to use a cane because mm -hmm. a cane means you're old. But if you give them a pair of Nordic walking poles, they're cool. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they'll use them even if they think, well, I don't need anything to help me walk. But they're, they're kind of cool around all their friends. So. Yeah. Okay. So what ages do y'all serve or target? What is the general range? It's women from about 35 to 55 is, is kind of the, the largest demographic right now. But it's also uh, very popular with seniors mm -hmm. because it's keeping them mobile and active. But we also have about a dozen schools just in Nova Scotia that have classroom sets for the elementary schools because kids can do it too. If the kids start to get rangy in the classroom, they don't need to book the gym. They don't need to get the phys ed teacher. The teacher just gets them all outside, gives them a pair of poles, and they walk around school a few times. You don't need any special equipment beyond the, the poles. And uh, what we've heard is that it's one of the few things that a lot of teenage girls will do because they don't want to get hot and sweaty. They don't want to mess up their hair or wreck their nails. But this is just, you know, an excuse to go out and walk and chat with their friends. The other great thing with, uh, with school-age kids is there's always those kids, and I was one of them, I admit it, in, in school, that they're the last ones picked for the basketball team or the volleyball team, and they're not really into team sports, and they can't do it very well but they can do this just as well as anybody else can. So the kid with special needs or the slightly chubby child who can't run and, and feels left behind can walk and keep up with everybody else just the same as the cool kids. Now, was that something that y'all were instrumental in, in getting into the, into the schools? Well, we were, and we were very fortunate when we first got started in this. One of our very good friends was still teaching school. And Jamie and his wife became Nordic instructors. So I had Jamie, because I don't have as much patience with kids as he does. Uh, I had, me either. I had Jamie to take with me, who had been teaching grade six and seven for eons, who knew how to handle these, these children. Then a friend of his was a school principal, who also became and still is one of our instructors and looks after the, the northern part of the province. With their kind of connections and expertise, the school business really did increase. For It's, it's tough. As uh, anybody may know who's tried to deal with schools and school boards, nobody's quite sure where the decision-making is. Is it the teachers? <laughs> is it the principal? Is it the school board? Is it the city council? It's a very difficult system to try to manage. So having an insider in there is what it takes. The other thing that we were lucky to stumble on, and I'm not quite sure how it happened, but libraries in Atlantic yeah. Canada and recreation organizations, especially on Prince Edward Island, have taken to, to buying sets of poles, 10, a dozen, 20 or more, and they loan them out like library books. 
You bring your wow. card, you pay to take them out for two weeks and use them, which is wonderful for us because it is an opportunity for people who want to, to try them. And then if they want their own, they then we're happy to, to look after them. But it also means people who aren't able to afford the poles, even though they are very inexpensive, can't afford them right now, are able to uh, access them or borrow them through those groups. A basic set of poles for the whole set, for everything you need, the straps, the feet, even a bag to carry them in, uh, is about $60 US. Uh, All the else you need is a pair of good walking shoes and a jacket or not, according to the weather. So it's a really inexpensive investment to get into as a fitness activity. What else could you do for a one-time payment of $60? But there are even people who can't afford that, and they can borrow them from their local library. Yeah, and they can get a feel for how it works and see if that's something that they want to invest in. Exactly. There are walking groups around. Some of them work out of the out of the libraries or uh, a lot of the trails associations that, that maintain the walking trails have groups that go and they're excellent for new Canadians who are looking to uh, meet people and get involved in things and improve their English. That doesn't cost them anything. They can go to the library, get the polls and go for a walk with some some really friendly people. Walkers tend to be a fairly friendly group. (laughs) It's very social. People love to chat. It hardly seems like you're working out. So there's all kinds of benefits to to doing it that way. So going back uh, to a previous question, with your business, y'all don't charge for the actual instruction unless you're getting a certification, or is that incorrect? It depends on the situation. There are free classes that are often offered through organizations who all do all the setup and all the organizing and supply the space and everything else. We do find that for the classes that we offer, we have more success if we charge a minimum amount, 5 or $10 for a class. And if they happen to buy polls after the class, then they could take that amount off of that. There are free classes available through the various recreation associations and that sort of thing. In terms of the the business, we find people are more likely to put their own investment into the whole thing if they pay a little bit toward the class. Of course, we'd never turn anybody away because they can't afford the fee. We've done classes with food banks and support groups like for all the charities. We're flexible and we find that's what works best for us. Where do y'all walk? And do you have to get any kind of permits and how big are your groups generally before they become unmanageable? When we do a class, we figure we can each manage about 12 people on our own. If we're teaching, if we're just hosting a walk where we're just getting people out and moving and maybe giving a few tips, we've had as many as 25 show up. And generally I'll take the, the people who are a little bit more fit and want to go faster and Bill hangs back with the slower slower moving folks the old guy stays with the slow people there you go yeah Yeah. (laughs) no no yeah (laughs) of course we have to anything we start we start up to do this summer we'll have to follow the public health guidelines which keeps at the moment would keep us to 10 Mm -hmm. in normal times whatever they are we we usually cap a class off if it's just the two of us at about 24 so that we can each take a dozen okay yeah that makes sense. So y'all just walk around, 
around Halifax? We, yeah, it depends. If we're doing a class, then we need to walk out of a location that also has an indoor space where we're able to do the kind of the pre-class, the explanation. People can sit down rather than standing for an hour and a half, but then, but it needs an outside space where we can take them for 45 minutes, uh, well, half an hour to 45 minutes for their actual walking training. So that could be a park. It could be a parking lot. can be streets, depending on. We have done classes in schools, in churches, in funeral homes. They have nice auditoriums, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and they're happy to have uh, people come in and use their facility and see that they're not as scary as people might think they are. So we've done them in fitness centers and and recreation centers, of course. Uh, And in that case, so we sometimes walk on the street, sometimes in a park or a parking lot, sometimes on the trails when when we've done classes uh, over at the local teachers union building, and they back right on one of the lovely trails that goes all along the shoreline down the South Shore of Nova Scotia, and we're able to use that that trail with uh, them. One of the things we try to do with our walking groups is every time we organize a group walk, just people coming together to walk with their poles, we try to pick a new and different one. So people get to realize how many really great places there are to uh, walk. And that's what our instructors do the same thing uh, all over Atlantic Canada. In fact, our fellow distributors, instructors in other parts of, of Canada do the same thing as try to open people's eyes to the beautiful opportunities we have to, to walk outside and enjoy the outdoors. That amazes me that you'd have to open people's eyes because we took a, a week-long trip to Nova Scotia and it was just an incredibly beautiful place. Yeah, well, it is. We're it, very lucky. It is. Unfortunately, you know, uh, sometimes sort of, you know, the prophet in his own country, people don't realize how how good they have it and how nice uh, it, it is because they're just so, uh, so used to it. Because we haven't been able to travel and borders have been closed that people are really learning more about their home province and their home area and just learning what they can do without having to get on a plane or drive a car halfway across the country that we have that right here. Yeah. You talked a little bit about it before, but the overall division of labor, let's go back to that. Um, as it currently stands. <laughs> as it currently stands, I'm kind of the the front-facing one, I guess. I do all the the phone calls and the sales over the phone and the internet sales. Bill's more in the background now. He's the social media um, marketing expert. I don't know a whole lot about that, but he does he does most of the marketing. I've been out now, for example, we just put our poles into a physiotherapy clinic here in Halifax, so I'll be going out and in-servicing there their staff in a couple of weeks so that, uh, I mean, they're, they're physios, so they know all about the benefits, but just teaching them about the poles themselves. So what would you say, 75, 25 now? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It used yeah. to be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. When we, t- when we teach a class, it's, it's pretty much 50, 50. We've got, we've got a script kind of in our heads that we stick, we try to stick to, but we have a plan and Bill does part of it and I do part of it and we throw it back and forth. Now, do you all have any employees? Nope. 
No, unless okay. unless you count our instructors and the other uh, distributors and retailers who are all working in the business, but they're all independent. They're, they're independent. Right. What we do is give them a lot of support, suggestions, encouragement, help them with their marketing, and make sure they have all the information they need to do the job they need to do to keep their their own little business going. Okay, and I don't think you can count the cats. No, we work oh. for them. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I saw a sign out walking earlier. Beware the dog, and the cat is shady too. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my my favorite, of course, is dogs have masters, cats have staff, and we're very much the cat staff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now that I'm working uh, full time for Carp, of course, it is just it's a matter of time. I I feel guilty. A lot of the time that that Esther is having to handle as much as, as it is, but I'm enjoying my work with uh, Carp, and we'll continue it for the foreseeable future, and we'll see how it goes. Okay, that sounds like you know you're enjoying it too, Esther. I am. Yeah, I joke about not being a, a people person, but I actually do enjoy talking to most of the people who call up, and they're. It's not like they're calling to complain about anything. They're calling for help, and I know I can give it to them. So it's quite gratifying when and people have become, especially the last 15 months, have become very conscious of supporting local. So when they call and find out, they don't know where we are necessarily, but find out that we are right here in Halifax in Nova Scotia, and they can even drive by and pop their trunk, and I'll toss the, I'll put the poles in. It's like <laughs> it's that, it's that simple, and it's it's like dealing with your neighbor. So it's um get to meet a lot of interesting people. Yeah. I bet you do. How are you sourcing your polls? We get our polls from Nordics Canada, which is run by Greg Bellamy in Ontario. And he has them manufactured under the German specifications. Greg has continued the company and they were originally designed under the German specifications with the, the same kind of oversight that the Canadian Standards Association would have where they have the, the same German certification. So they're a very high quality pole. Fortunately for us, because they're not a name brand, they're, you know, all the cross country ski people make genuine Nordic style poles too, but they literally cost more than, than twice as much. One, one pair of poles that, that we have that sell, that we sell for seventy nine ninety five. the similar pair of the brand name in the stores is $170 a pair. In fact, that was a year ago. I wouldn't be surprised it's to see. It's up. probably gone up uh, a little bit. So um, we're really fortunate that we've got that source of them. And there has not been any problem with delivery. I think one of the things that we've learned, and, and I talked to a lot of other people in different business is that on-time ordering has kind of uh, gone by the boards with the pandemic and people are learning once again to stock up ahead and have stock so mm -hmm. that you're not waiting for the next uh, delivery. And Greg is doing that nationally. We do it here. Our warehouse is our basement. We keep a stock ahead so that uh, we're able to fulfill all the orders they come in, even when there are extra. I mean, this this week, Esther had one order for 20, uh, 20, no, 45 sets, 45 of, po 45 sets. sets of poles, another wow. order for 12 sets of poles, 
and another one for almost as many. And that was just this week. So you've got to make sure that you've got the stock there to do it. And that means carrying some stock and, and ordering ahead of time. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the what I call the uh, similar facsimile. I don't think it'll be back to the same as old. I can't, uh, not going to be normal. So I call it, when we get to this, the reasonable facsimile of where we were two years ago, I think people are going to be a little bit more careful about how they order stock ahead and how they are. Because in, in our kind of business, if you don't have the stock available, likely you'll lose the sale. When people want something like that, if I if they decide to get fit, they want to start this weekend. They don't want to wait for a month for you to get stock in. Yeah, I can imagine if you have to wait for a month, you know, that impulse may fade. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is that kind, of, and it's also um, people often, especially the age group we're dealing with, are very careful. So they do a lot of research, they figure out what they need, but then when they're finally ready to order, they don't want us to take the same amount of time they took researching us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what have been some of the crazier things that you've experienced within this company? I think one interesting uh, thing that, that I can think of, well, Esther thinks of uh, of another, is uh, when we first started this business at, over a dozen years ago, when we used to go out and walk ourselves, people would say, you know, you know, where are your skis or uh, there's, uh, no snow. there's no snow, things like that. And that has totally changed now. People recognize Nordic walking. They're beginning to know what it is. Now, if we get stopped, as we often do, it's questions about where I get the poles. How do you do it? How do you like it? That yeah. uh, kind of thing. And it's been pretty amazing to see in this part of Canada, which amounts to about a third of the country, we've been able to be involved in having an impact. And we've really been the only people do it. So I'm you know, I'm, I'm not breaking my arm to pat us on the back to say we can take a fair amount of responsibility for the fact that Nordic walking is now well known in Atlantic Canada. And, and that's, yeah. uh, that's pretty gratifying. I had a call from Belgium about back before Christmas, but it was a Nova Scotian living in Belgium who wanted me to send them to her mother in Halifax. Okay. So I have learned not to screen phone calls when the business line rings. You know, you see some kind of weird number on your phone and think, oh, well, that's a scam and don't answer it. It could be somebody from an international number who is truly inquiring about Nordic walking mm -hmm. poles because with the work Bill's done with, with, this, with the online marketing, if you Google Nordic walking, we're mm -hmm. on the first page. That's why we get calls from across the country and across North America. Yeah, I can attest to that. Researching you both was pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, there I don't you know are. I should be happy well, with that or not. And all of a sudden it got creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true, true. What's been the most difficult part of the business for each of you? For me, it's keeping up with technology. I've, I've always been fairly technically savvy, but I have had to learn to do things that I never thought uh, you know, in my 70s that I'd uh, be thinking about learning. I can manage all the apps and online, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those things mm -hmm. we use. And we use them from a marketing point of view, not a, a personal 
communication with friends point of view. I've learned uh, how to make and edit our own videos. Mm -hmm. I have a little uh, uh, radio studio that I put up here in the corner with with sound editing uh, around when I do, because I do online radio commercials mm -hmm. from here. So learning how to do all those things uh, uh, has been a, a challenge. And, and uh, although I enjoy uh, learning, I just, I find that whole area changes all the time, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you're finding. So you can mm -hmm. never, uh, you can never rest and think that you uh, know it all or have all the information. For me, it was, I mean, not so much now, but when we first started, I'm very much a background person. So any work that we do in theater, I'm behind the scenes. I'm not out there on stage with being an actor. And so just get being able to get up in front of a group of people and and teach because I'm not a trained teacher. I've trained people before, but generally like in a work situation, when you have somebody sitting beside you at the desk and you say, well, you look this up here and you push that button or whatever, but I'm used to it now, but I think it probably took about a year till I was completely comfortable in, in handling the questions and being able to deflect anyone who had a counter opinion. So do you feel like the market is saturated? yet or is there room for other people to enter the nordic walking space oh i think Absolutely. so yeah i yeah. mean we we cover atlantic canada but it's a big area and because it's such a personal thing it's not possible for us to get everywhere no. and and travel everywhere even when there is no pandemic like we were still having trouble getting to all the places where people wanted us to get to. So yeah, there's lots of room in all kinds of places for people. And there's room across the country and across North America too, for sure. Nordic walking is catching on in, in other parts of Canada, but not everywhere. There's still large chunks that are unserviced. And in the States, uh, there's a, a, a few areas, uh, California, Florida, a little bit upper New York State, a fair amount of Nordic walking going on, but a lot of the, the country has not discovered it yet. One of the things that's easy about getting people interested in Nordic walking is when they try it, when they see it, and when they understand the very basic business of when you walk with Nordic poles, you're using those upper body muscles, and so you're getting twice the benefits because all the good stuff happens in the big muscles. Once they get that idea, then they understand and they pick it up right away. So I'm sure it's going to continue to grow. One of the interesting things is often when we do classes, we have a couple will come and obviously the guy is there because he drove his wife and she wanted to come. So he's sitting there and he's kind of sitting there with his arms crossed and he's just not going to be interested at all. And as they hear our very simple introduction about what it's all about, then all of a sudden he's kind of relaxing like this and then looking and taking it in. And by the end of the class, and I'm not exaggerating, mm -hmm. invariably the two of them will come up and she'll say, oh, I'm thinking you might get a set of poles. And he's saying, oh, yeah, you should. And I'll get some some to it. And we've, he's, he's totally turned around and yeah. she's being the one that's a little bit... Uh, yeah. 
hesitant <laughs> it's because they understand. And it's so simple. As we say, we're doing the class. It's hard to understand why it's taken 30 years for this to get to North America and begin to uh, grow. It's huge in Europe. 20% of the population in Northern European and, and Scandinavian countries walk regularly with Nordic style poles. In fact, we've been over there. If you're walking on a trail and you don't have Nordic poles, somebody will stop you and say, who stole your poles? Because that's the way people walk. It's not the same here yet in, in North America, but it'll change. People will understand what a great opportunity at all. Because as I said in the beginning, 70% of the people and more in surveys say that walking is their favorite form of exercise. So Nordic walking is just a better way to walk. So what would one do if they wanted to start a Nordic walking fitness company in their city? Do you all offer any franchising? Or Yeah, we could arrange uh, that. We would work with them and work with Greg, who has Nordics Canada, and get them set up and get them uh, going. And it's not an expensive investment for people who want to get into it. In fact, the investment that a person makes is is covered by the their retail income from the polls that they originally get. So there's no upfront or annual fees. Once you're involved in doing it and you're properly trained to do it, then uh, then you buy the, the polls at wholesale and sell them at uh, retail. And that's where your your cut your points are in in it. So yes, we'd we'd be happy to talk to anyone who's interested in pursuing it further. Yeah, we'll get you in the show notes. What other plans do y'all have for Nordic Walking Nova Scotia? Any other merchandising opportunities or ex- expanded locations? We've got instructors, and we'd love to have some more in some of the other parts of Atlantic Canada to be available to teach people and to sell the poles. We'll stick with our our one thing that we do really well. I don't think we're going to suddenly go off into some other fitness equipment. The opportunity for for us, and we we can be more productive and help more people if we have more instructors and retailers out there doing the direct work with the clients, with the customers in their local community. So for us, our expansion will be by getting more people uh, involved in their own. People like to deal local, no matter where you are. You always want to deal local. They like to deal with somebody who's in their community, in their province. And the more people we can have uh, doing that anywhere in North America, the better it'll be for us. And our business will will grow too. Okay. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do y'all have any plans to slow down? No. No. If he ever slows down, he'll just stop. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we're both pretty high energy and uh, have to be doing. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I have no, there's no joy for me in the thought of sitting in my rocking chair, looking out the front window. Yeah. So I'll always be uh, always be doing uh, uh, something, and and who knows? Maybe there be a maybe there be a fifth retirement fail. I don't know what that <laughs> might <knows>? be. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to wrap this up. So, what's the number one piece of advice that you can give for our listeners? The number one piece of advice I think is especially for older people, people who are at that what we used to call retirement age, but nobody can afford to retire anymore. It is a, an age that Bismarck sat at one time for nefarious uh, 
reasons back in a time when people didn't live much beyond 65. So he set 65 as the date to get rid of some of his generals and have them retire. But when you reach that uh, age, it's not the end. In North America, we're living a year longer in every decade. So, you know, our, our life expectancy is much longer than it was. You don't want to be sitting around uh, doing nothing. So figure out what you love and, and do it. And don't be afraid of, of making that a business. It doesn't have to be business. It could be volunteering. It could be all kinds of things. But there is real satisfaction in running your own uh, uh, business. And frankly, in these days of inflation and concern about whether or not we'll outlive our money, it is good to know that you've got a source of some income coming in right now, no matter how uh, old you are. There are lots of organizations who are there to uh, support you and help you uh, learn the new things you have to do to run your own business. So what's the best way for people to check you out and get in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is to go to our website, which is www.nordicwalkingnovascotia, all written out, .ca. You'll find all our other contact information there. There's uh, there's an email contact form. If you if you send something in, you'll usually get an answer back in in 24 to 48 hours. And we're happy to talk about Nordic walking. Most of my phone calls are. 20 to 30 minutes, I find, because people <laughs> just want to talk about it. So check out the web and people who aren't comfortable with the internet can uh, pick up the phone and give us a call at uh, area code 902-454-2267. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, Bill and Esther, for being guests on Entrepreneurs Over 40. Our pleasure, Greg. Great to meet you. Thanks, Greg. Great. Thank you. Bill and Esther were a great couple to talk to, and they had a lot of great insight regarding business. I still can't believe that they've created a business centered around teaching people how to walk. If they are retirement fails, we should all be so lucky. One thing I learned from Bill and Esther is that it's never too late to follow your passion, whether it's starting a new business or getting in shape. Speaking of getting in shape, Nordic walking seems like the way to go with benefits like burning up to 30% more calories than regular walking. It increases heart and cardiovascular training up to 25%, helps with posture, and the perception of exertion is 50% of what it would be normally because of the poles. Bill shared that he is in better total shape now than when he was in his 40s. Bill said the three criteria for choosing a business to run in retirement where it should be something you can do, something you enjoy, and something that you are personally interested in. He said that is the secret to any job, really, especially one you do when you're older. Nordic walking just happened to cross off all three for Bill and Esther. Now, because the Van Gorders already had invested in their digital presence, they were prepared when the pandemic hit and actually thrived. They weren't trying to play catch-up and start up their website, start using social media, or learn how to do online sales and marketing. Now, none of this came naturally to them, but they just buckled down and figured it out. Ultimately, everything's figure-outable. Both Bill and Esther get a lot of satisfaction from the knowledge that their business was helping to make people healthier and give their customers a better quality of life. The Van Gorders have even managed to get Nordic walking into schools. Bill did point out that one of his good friends, a fellow instructor, 
and most importantly, a school principal help them navigate the unique educational landscape. When attempting to sell to schools or really any governmental entity, it's good to have a guy that can help you to navigate the pitfalls. Bill pointed out that they don't always charge for classes, but that people are more likely to become invested into the process, so to speak, if they pay a little towards the class. It's kind of a paradox that people don't respect free, even if it is of the same quality. As Bill and Esther had pointed out, the pandemic had really played havoc with the supply chains. Now, to combat that issue, they've taken to carrying more stock than they normally would. Because their business is subject to a customer's desire, they'd better have the poles in stock so they don't miss out on a sale just because the customer lost their motivation while waiting for the poles to come in. The Van Gorders don't feel like the market is saturated yet in North America, particularly the U.S. People like to deal locally no matter where they are. Both of them said that they would be more than happy to discuss any business opportunities as they saw fit for someone interested in bringing the Nordic walking model to their area. Now, this sounds like an excellent opportunity, and I encourage anyone that might be interested to reach out and take that next step and contact Bill and Esther. Their number one piece of advice was, figure out what you love and go do it. It doesn't have to be running a business. It could be volunteering. They have found real satisfaction in running their own business. It is good to know that they have another source of income coming in too. Now next week we'll have on Joe Applebaum talking about his high energy series and LinkedIn marketing. So be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss that or any of the other episodes. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Over 40. Check us out at entrepreneursover40.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory.